0: Hello and welcome back, Schmodown fan salutations to you all. As we kick it off once again, time to talk about movie trivia and all the personalities that are there in the Schmodown facing off against one another. This week, myself and the great panel here at This Week in the Schmodown discuss What's happening with the Hornet? Will he sting swiftly, or will Jesse have the last joke in this matchup here? And we've got Ben Bateman making a challenge, and as he drops it, his opponent says in an old-school way, where's the partner? Everything's going on. We're going to break it all down, including your matches, all of the cutscenes, and everything else going on in the world this week in the Schmodown. What's up, folks, fans, friends, and of course, film buffs out there. I am, as always, and you are welcome, The Elk, and I am going to help break it all down with a great panel of people. We've got our super producer still kicking it in the background, CB, lots of love to you. And of course, I'm being joined by one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Ryan Permison. How you doing today, Ryan?
1: Doing well, doing well. It's great to be here. A lot of crazy things went down this week uh, in the show now, respectively, so I cannot wait to dive into it, man.
0: It's been an absolutely amazing week, and if you watched the show, Ryan, which I know you did, because here we are, you know I am thrilled about everything that happened this week. Tons to talk about, and Keith is here as well.
2: I am indeed, and I think it, the beautiful thing about this week is that there was no corruption, so therefore, Ryan, you know, I feel like we're not going to get a big 7, 8, 10-minute promo if, you know, cutting off on them, but listen, there's so much more to get into, and I'm sure,
0: you, uh, sure we all
2: have something to say this week, definitely.
0: Well, I definitely always have something on my mind, lots to talk about. And it has been a big week in the Schmodown. We had Friday night Titans roll out. And of course, the question on everybody's mind as we started things was Ben Bateman, who will he challenge and what will the final result be? Before we talk about who his opponent is and we get into maybe a little bit more that's going on, perhaps we'll save that for the match breakdowns. Any thoughts when you were going into this episode? Uh, Let's start with you, Keith. Did you think there was gonna be somebody who was on the top of the list for that challenge? Did you think it was gonna be who it was when we saw it? The general, or the rager, sorry, Rick Raddus as the opponent for Ben Bateman. Was this a surprise to you?
2: Oh, massive surprise because, you know, we were kind of talking about it last week, and you know, I got like Bateman, you know, former singles champion. Challenging Radis to me didn't make sense, but obviously, you know, we're, we're in a reboot season. Everything is is not what it was. And maybe I need to untrain my brain to the former kind of like ranking system and X plays Y in order to move the way up. But ultimately, it's like everything. When the decisions are made and things are said out loud, you kind of go, oh, yeah, that actually
0: does make sense. So, yeah, no, it, it was an exciting uh, announcement in the end. And, of course, Ryan, you knew that Ben Bateman was coming in here looking to prove something, I guess. He's looking to take somebody out. And Rick Radis is where the target lands. What do you think of this as an opponent for Ben Bateman? Do you think this is the right choice? I mean, I was surprised.
1: There's no question about it. But he did pull Michael Keaton. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And he did get nuts by challenging Rick the Rager Radis, who, yes, I remember from last season like everyone else. But uh, in spite of that, uh, He's annoying despicable he's deplorable so i am glad that ben the boss baby wanted to mop the floor with this snot-nosed punk who thinks that wearing a bathrobe is stylish and wearing a six dollar pair of shades from walmart is is cool it's not no 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 ben the boss baby can pull off that look way better than you ever could rick the rage of Radice. so get your facts straight pal but it was a surprise and at the same time i'm thinking okay very surprised let's see how this turns out and boy were we in for a show
0: Absolutely, we were. We will talk more about Ben Bateman's mystery partner as Raddus fires back and says, you want to face me? You're not good enough, Ben Bateman. I've got a partner. You need to get a partner. Who will it be? I know Keith has that one in the barrel for us. Can't wait to talk about this one. You know I've got something to say, folks. But while we're talking about some other things that happened this week in the Schmodown, not the matches necessarily, You've got right here a certified panel of experts to talk about a former FCL world champion. That's right. Who's the big man on campus this week? Who's in all the cutscenes and making the big moves? It's none other than Nick Harley. Spoiler alert, folks. He is going to rejoin Roxy and the Stars, and he's leaving Jacoby Bancroft in the lurch. His former partner now, and I do say former very solidly because they are no longer going to be a team. It looks like, in my opinion, you've got a man who's made the right decision, listening to the right people, teaming up with Roxy and Ethan and Chandru. This is a dangerous faction forming, even if you don't totally agree with the way that things are going down, which, of course, I absolutely do. How about you, Keith? Is this the best thing to happen in the Schmodown in weeks, or is it the best, best thing? <laughs> I
2: think, listen, we have waited for the the Harley turn back because that's what he made his name on. He made his name on being a despicable human being in the FCL. Let's be perfectly honest with you, you know, dropping the belt, letting Flouse have it and all the carnage that kind of went from that. So, you know, really, like, we, are we really surprised that he did this to Jacoby? Probably not. But it, I suppose it's a fantastic kind of, you know, uh, the fact that Roxy's backing Nick again, that she, she wants him around as well. Because it is a two-way street. It's not just Nick wanting to stay. Roxy obviously wants him on, on the squad as well. But I suppose from a Jacoby point of view, there's so many more options now for him. People are saying, like, will he go to the dungeon and team up with Janine again and bring back Blackjack? Personally, I think with a nickname like the Dealbreaker, I would not be surprised to see him stand beside besides the Flirting Fouse. Um, I think that could be a fun little pair in those two. But I think, listen... It's been a while since we said Nick Harley's name, so it was about time he uh, he showed up, I think, this week.
0: Ryan, Nick Harley, obviously a mainstay during our time covering the FCL. He was at the center of the main event field, and he's had some challenges in showing up in the Schmodown, not so much success in the team's division. Do you think that will change now that he has changed factions and potentially even changed partners, or... Was Jacoby helping him out? And this is the wrong move for our man from the FCL, Nick Harley.
1: I would have liked to have seen Nick Harley and Jacoby, you know, play a few more matches as a team and see where that would have gone. But since Nick is just so used to being the bad guy and wearing a sick, ridiculously good looking leather jacket and those $500 pair of shades like Johnny Cage did in Mortal Kombat, even though they're completely different brand and different maple, whatever. So, I can't say I'm all that surprised. You know, he was born and raised to be a heel. He's so good at it. He's very, very good at it. Nick, I know you're watching this. So you're good. You're real good. So, look forward to seeing what happens with him and the stars. You know, now that he's joined for, you know, joined, stayed and joined forces with Roxy. And Roxy, man, you're pulling a this whole DTA, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, WWE mentality. Don't trust anyone. Good Lord, woman. You've been drinking the dark side aid, the Gatorade or something. I don't know what's going on, but man. It's interesting turn. They don't call this the reboot season for no reason here, Andrew. I mean, this thing is just taking all kinds of twists and turns. Jacoby, you're out in the middle of no man's land. You're a man without a country. You got no faction. You got nothing. So what you going to do, brother? What you going to do, Jacoby? I'm very interested to see where Jacoby goes next. Is he going to find a new partner? Is he going to go solo and just focus on singles competition? Who knows? It's the beauty of this season. You never know what's going to happen next, but Jacoby... Wish you the best of luck, man. But Nick, Nick's just too good not to be bad. hes hes He needs to be bad. He needs to be a heel in that jacket and those shades. So even though I'm not a fan of that faction, the stars, I'm not. But look forward to seeing what happens with both Nick Harley's transition and what's going to be left of Jacoby. What's he going to do? I'm very curious to see what his next move is going to be here, Andrew.
0: Yes, it should be interesting to watch Jacoby moving through the schmodown in the next few weeks. Surely he's going to be something of a hot commodity. He's got a few very good matches under his belt. Somebody's going to want to team up with Jacoby, and some manager is definitely going to want to pick him up. But at this moment, let me personally, as a member, a card-carrying, signed-in member of the Bad Guys Alliance when it comes to movie trivia, I'm going to go ahead and say kudos to you, Roxy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We love having you. And Nick Harley, this is the right move. This is the place for you. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. I can't wait to see if Roxy maybe has a teammate in mind for Nick, some real talent on that squad that he could be teaming up with. And, of course, I'm so excited about everything else that's happening in the Schmodown always. But this week especially, as we said, Ben the Boss Bateman put on a timer. We're watching him this entire show, waiting with bated breath to see who his teammate is going to be. And after our first matchup is called by a wonderful guest announcer, always good to see Rachel back on the desk. We go ahead and we see Ben Bateman come out. He's going to announce who his partner is. Oh, I wanna say it so bad. I wanna talk to all of you about everything that happened. But of course, to do that, we're gonna turn it over to Keith. He's gonna help us break down all those matches, tell you everything we saw and what it all means as we ask the age old question, where's the partner?
2: We, uh, we will get to uh, who the partner is very, very shortly, else. but we do have a, an undercard match to, to get into first. Brandon Hanna, four and five coming into this fight against Jesse Swift, one and two. Uh, the quirky jerks, as he was calling them in the, the cutscene beforehand. I think this was a nice kind of matching up, uh, not only from a storyline point of view, but from a record point of view where they're both at in terms of like the crossroads in their IG career. Um, so I thought it was a good uh, matchup before we before a question was asked. And as we moved into round number one, and then 7-6 to Jesse, they both missed the comic book movies question, Kingsman, The Golden Circle, and The Star Wars Quote of A New Hope. Um, Jesse miss also misses the uh, the Mask of Zorro answer in uh, question 7, while uh, Brandon misses both, uh, two more questions of not knowing what Storm's full name is, and also Judd Nelson um, being in Steel. So then Jesse in round two decides to go first and he gets fantasy sci-fi not only in his first but on his second spin as well. Goes four for five for six points. But unfortunately, big move here. Gives up a two-point steal on the Sam Jackson Robocop question. Uh, Brandon in reply uh, gets Middle alert in his first spin, decides to take it. He goes three for five for five points. Gives up a one-point steal on the 600 years question, which was to do with Legolas and Toriel and their father, how much, he, how long he loved them for, um, which ended up being 14-13 to Jesse going into round three up after round one, up after round two pushes back on Hannah on his two in Superman, knows that Gene Hackman is in three films and then unfortunately the rails just completely fall off here for Jesse, he can't pull his two not knowing one of the directors of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, not knowing his three of who um, uh, Hagrid's half-brother's name is in Harry Potter and then unfortunately loses on his five in Jurassic Park, not knowing that uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm said the quote of uh, why don't people listen to me, I use plain and simple English, I don't have any accent that I'm aware of dot 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 uh, 15 1514 to Hannah moves to 500 now in his career. And I think from the outside looking in, it definitely felt like a match of the the kind of the tear down from your the likes of your Shandrews, your Kevin Smetz's, your Parkers. And that's kind of what it turned out to be. And um, but I suppose from Hannah's point of view, he's got an opportunity now He's back to 500. He's got a win under his belt. New season, new look, and he's got a chance to kind of rise back up to kind of where he was a few years ago because you have to remember, kind of 2019 or so, he wasn't too far off getting a title shot himself. So I think it's a big win for Hannah. Unfortunately for Jesse, didn't get the job done. But guys, what's your opinions on this match yourselves?
0: Hmm. What do you think, Andrew? Well, you know, I mean, I was watching this matchup and – Throughout the entire thing, there were a lot of thoughts going through my head, wondering at a few of the misses, because I thought there were a couple mixed in there that were pretty gettable, and both competitors let them slip by At times, but at the same time, you know, it's all subjective. Who knows about those questions? I was thinking to myself, you know, this is a pretty decent matchup. It's a tough division. These guys are trying to break through into exactly what you said, Keith, that upper echelon trying to be one of the masters of the inner geekdom division. But of course, that dance card has been filled up for a while. There's a half dozen maybe more people that are just floating right at the top of that pond and they are going to chomp down on anybody who swims too close to the top. That I was thinking about, but mostly what I was thinking about was, gee, isn't it annoying how bright that smile is on Brandon Hanna? I mean, I don't know about you guys. I am disgusted to see this brand new, happy-go-lucky attitude. Koi Jandrew, you are ruining great competitors with great killer instincts by making them nice. And pleasant and kind, and this is a competition, Coy. This is a group of people who are trying to defeat their opponents. Every time you step in that ring, all you want is victory, but you're all having fun in the quirky merch. You're all having a party, and I personally couldn't be more bothered by it. Mm. Just don't like it, Keith. Not a fan at all. That being said, the matchup was played pretty well. And as I said, you know, congratulations to the winner, but. Man, that smile! I just every time, every time I see it, I just. Uh.
2: Ryan, I think uh, Andrew is so caught up in in the healness of of Nick Harley in the previous segment that he just can't get that past and just see this match of what it is. But what was your your thoughts on the on the, the three rounds played?
1: Yeah, there are there's some really good questions out there in the American division, and also some of the ones that they miss, like Aurora Monroe as the name of Storm. I actually thought it was Aurora Monroe, not Aurora, you know, with an O at the end rather than an A. That's hey, listen, I'm a diehard X Men fan, but apparently I misunderstood Storm's real name. But it's Aurora Monroe, also called Storm. Sorry, that's my Patrick Stewart impression. And secondly, solid, the, solid. the five pointer, what was it like a three or five pointer with the what? Who says the line in Jurassic Park franchise? pointer Ian Malcolm. What was it? Yeah, that was the five pointer, yeah. That that is a that is definitely a five pointer if I ever heard one, because I don't remember that line in any of those movies. And Ian Malcolm of all people said that? I would not have been able to pull that. Perry Nemeroff, maybe, but jeez, that is a brutal question. Brutal. So yeah, this was uh it was a good match. Not the greatest inner we've seen, but you know, congrats to the winner. And listen, Jesse the Jackal has been out of the game for a while, so he probably showed some ring rust, even though he said in his post game that I've been studying, studying, studying. But, man, you know, until you get into that studio and you're under those lights in front of 20,000 screaming fans, it's a whole different ball game, Jesse boy. Whole different ball game. So maybe the pressure got to him. I don't know. You know, because Jesse has been used to, you know, working during the digital era of the showdown, during the lockdown situation that we were in. So maybe some of the pressures got to him. I don't know. But listen – if he comes back and does an, another match, I wish him the best because I like to see him improve as the, as the days and weeks and months go on. Plus, I like your style and profile and jacket, dude. With some of those nerdy patches on your jacket, I like that. I respect that. So, But Brandon the Hornet hit, I, I just I, – I can't. I can't. I can't see it. Brandon, you're not nice. You're a hitman. You, you, you're not nice. You need to go back to the hitman persona. You need to put on your $1,000 black suits like, like Johnny Cash, Roll around with your pair of glasses and just do what you do best, man. I miss that. This whole I'm nicey-nice, I'm going to play by the rules and drink a lot of Red Bull with Koi Jandrew. Get out of here. Get out of here. I, I, you know, I, I'm kind of tired. This niceness, this ni- – what, what is that? What is that? that? No. You can have men and women competitors show respect towards one another, but you can't be so nice that, it's, that your poker faces are terrible. Like Koi, Shazam, you're certifiably nice. Stop it. There's no such thing as that in movie trivia competition. There are, There is respectable and there's mean and there's nasty and conniving and backstabbers. Sure, there are nice people out there, but you're too nice. You're too nice. you got to cut down on the caffeine a bit, baby. So, yeah, I don't get it. But listen, Brandon, I wish you the best of luck in your next match because I do still want you to succeed. I want to see some belts around your waist, Brandon. I just don't think you're in the right faction. You're not carrying the right persona either. Get, get rid of it, man. The Hornet, come on. Get out of here. But congrats to Brandon. Good match and uh some hot hard questions, very hard questions. They're really amping up the questions in inner like they are really pushing these things. And Rachel, the Crusher, Cushing. Good to see you with the desk. It's good to see you, you know, take a bit of a step in a, into the MTS, see you in front of the camera again. We miss seeing you, Rachel. We miss you. You're great. You're a legend beyond beyond words. So great to see you at the answer desk, Keith. I gotta be honest. So Good match, good times. Not the best intergeekdom we've seen. But then again, it's early in the season. There's a lot of things left to go. A lot of competition still left in the tank. So intergeekdom, it's heating up, guys. You better do a lot of studying in the backstage area. Let me tell you, it's no joke.
0: It is but good I think- to hear Ryan. I'm oh, sorry, Keith. No, no, please, Ryan. I absolutely mean to interrupt you, Keith. <laughs> Ryan, it's so great to hear that you agree with me about Brandon, Hannah. It's it's just it's it's horrible to see people fall to the dark side, as it were, to, to being these <laughs> these nice, smiley, happy people. But Keith, I I, I took a second, I wiped that horrible rictus grin from my face, and I did have to jump in and say, along with you and Ryan, I do want to go three for three on saying great. Great questions in this matchup, the way they were written, the way they were spread out. I really love what the question writers have been doing just this early in the season, and I think it does require a little bit of a shout out. So I want to jump in and say that before Keith opened his mouth and said something stupid. Now, back to something stupid. <laughs>
2: That's- you have me absolutely shocked here now. But no, I think that there's a couple things. I, I get what you're saying about, you know, the, the old Hannah versus the new Hannah. The old Hannah was four and five for a reason. The new Hannah is one and O. Oh. So you got to kind of like take the good with the bad. And maybe like, you know, we, we've talked about the last couple of weeks about the, the change of scenery, you know, a new voice coming in. Also, like, being around Bibbs and Brennan Myers, no, it's not a bad little idea either, considering where he was. No offense to the, the previous iteration of the stars with uh, your friend, Mister Harley. Um, But I think that listen, there's a couple. There's another thing, I suppose. Looking at say around two now in, in IG with all the new categories, all your your swashbuckling, your uh fantasy, sci-fi worlds of DC, Marvel is now encompassing everything. You know, Hannah on his first spin, he decides to take Middle Earth like that, and I'm just wondering. In say like two or three years ago, the idea of taking Middle Earth would have been quite crazy in terms of like how deep that could be and like you know kind of figuring out the sort of the answers that could be asked there. Whereas now it almost feels like that's a narrow category in IG, but that's just an opinion that I've kind of formed. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that.
1: It's a fair, it's a fair point because Middle Earth and this is another thing that was brought up during the match too. Wizarding World, those are deep, 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 deep cuts, deep questions because those franchises. How many movies are in Wizarding World? Like, ten? How many movies are in Middle Earth? Like, eight, if you count the original animated version of the Lord of the Rings. Like, that is, that's a lot of ground to cover. That's a lot. Of, granted, maybe not be as much as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, quote-unquote, but it's, it's, it's a plethora. It's a plethora. It's a lot. So, all credit to competitors who are willing to take on Wizarding World and in, in the, what was it, Wizarding World and Middle Earth, because those are, nah, not for me. <laughs> They're no joke. Am I right, Andrew?
0: Hey, I know one or two things, maybe only one or two things, about the Wizarding World. I competed in uh, what I think was a pretty good matchup. Robert Parker ended up taking the win in that one. And, of course, he did because he's one of those competitors who just seems to know everything. And I think the difference that we're seeing here is exactly what you're talking about, guys. I think it's early on you had a couple competitors who knew these movies in and out. And, yes, there's only eight, 10, 12, whatever movies in these small groups, but they're so dense with lore and history. They're dense with names and places and big set pieces. And you have to remember every fine little detail. Early on in the Schmodown, before people were deep in their studying practices, before they had binders full of information and knew how to watch an entire series of movies over a weekend and distill down all the little pieces of information, It would have been insane to take Middle Earth because when you did that, you were sitting across from someone like Rachel Cushing who you knew was going to steal everything you missed, who you knew was going to get every question right if she got the opportunity. I think what we're seeing here is a change from the players, not because the questions have gotten any easier, but because they've learned how to take the pieces of information they need out of these movies, just lock them in their brains for these matchups, and that's why we're seeing more selections. I still think perhaps maybe not the best decision for every competitor every time because if you jump on that middle earth as we said you're going to be naming a whole lot of names you're going to have to remember a whole lot of very fine details wizarding world exactly the same thing do you know the name of luna lovegood's father because if not this might not be the category for you you know that's the sort of thing you have to have locked in and i think that's the change we're seeing and personally I'm just thrilled that these categories are getting highlighted, not necessarily my favorite Middle Earth. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Harry Potter, but it's great to see these categories come out, get some competition. And I like it when there's that hard category that people really have to dig down to get into. So ultimately, as I said, I think the change is better studying, more knowledge of these movies, more serious competition about making sure that you're always ready no matter what category comes up. And also, as an addendum to those competitors who do take Middle Earth in the Schmodown, be absolutely certain because this one's not easy 100%
2: 100% Elk, so listen, commiseration to Jesse, congratulations to Brandon, let's move on to the main event of, of uh, Titans episode 5, Ben Bateman and Rick the Rager Raddus coming together calling him out, co- wants to take on the best 3-0 and player in the league as he calls himself, wants to put him in his place and Raddus says, yeah, no problem, listen, we'll get our match but dot 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 we want a team's match first, you, you got to earn your shot, uh, wants him to get a teammate, he's got Lomas in the background those two worked really well in the stock Exchange last year, so it was good to see that that kind of connection kind of kept going through to this year uh, ben comes out after the, the radish clock hits zero and still doesn't have a teammate but he does have his giant whiteboard which we all love and and, and appreciate definitely <laughs> and uh, listen last second gets a text message gives harold off a little whisper in the ear and then the beautiful instrumental tunes of still dre comes out and here we are team action reunited for one more go for the first time since 2018 andrew guy joins bateman on the desk and it pretty much really is like old times between the two of them and i guess listen elke you've been you know jumping through the 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 screen already when you heard still dre and when you heard six and four record
0: previous it, it had to be only one guy didn't it literally I mean, could it be anyone else? And could it be more perfect? The reuniting of team action. Woo, baby! Andrew Guy is back not just on the desk, but in the ring. He's competing. He's going blow for blow, and he's going to violate every desk he sees. He's going to answer <laughs> every question that comes his way, and he is going to live in that space. He is going to take that studio and make it his home. Turn around. He's going to be behind you making a funny face and taking selfies. You go ahead and say something funny. You think you got a real good dig in? Well, Andrew Guy is always ready. He is always going to have that conversation backfired at you. He's one of the biggest personalities we've ever seen. He's been in some of the most important and biggest matches in the Schmoden, including the greatest upset of all time. You've got Ben Bateman, a former champion so many times. He is one of the greats. He's one of those people we talk about all the time, right there on the cusp of breaking through into true legendary status. And Drew Guy has only gotten better since he's been away. I think that time on the desk might have helped. He's been studying. He's been waiting. He's been sitting there and saying, I'm going to get back in there and I'm going to get, oh, I don't know. How about My first perfect first round. How about that for Andrew Guy? I'm going to go in there. I'm going to show everybody in this building exactly how you play this room, how you play your opponents, and how you play the fans at home, because don't make a mistake. If you see Andrew Guy on that Schmodown stage, he's always playing, baby.
2: What did you think, Ryan, when uh, the uh, burst of energy, shall we say, of Guy came through the curtain?
1: I didn't completely get the music cue because the theme. It's been a. I, I, it may have been a while since that music has played for those two competitors. But either way, when he came out, just yelling, screaming, hollering, "I'm back!" He's wearing his $2,000 suit. Ben's wearing his $2,000 suit. They got their shades on. They got their smiles. They got their zingers at everyone in the room. I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was so happy. I was like, "Man, four years since you guys competed together as a team. That is crazy. That's such a long time." and you know ben baby, bringing out the 5 foot long whiteboard that's dude leave that at home leave that at home it's it's, it's so not necessary okay the studio has whiteboards for you they have markers they have a race just use what's on the set that's my only nitpick about this but other than that great comeback great i mean andrew I, man listen in the very beginning of their respective careers i hated team match i hated them i hated them but then somewhere the, along the line, I came to respect them and I came to actually start liking them to a degree. But then when they broke up and then they broke up again and then they had that battle in Houston, which unfortunately didn't live up to the hype for me in any way, shape or form, you know, and that kind of went away. And then Andrew's spitting out all these conspiracy theories about Manati this, Manati that or whatever was going on in that, you know, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs brain of his. Plus he had a beer going on. Andrew, what's that all about, man? Seriously? But then he goes to the answer desk and he's calling matches with Mark Ellis. I'm like, okay, I like this. I like this version of Andrew. Guy, I like it. You know, he's just being himself. He's just hanging out, doing his thing. You know, you know, asking questions at the answer desk. I love it. But then Team Action comes out and I'm like, yeah, I miss this. Miss it a lot. I like it a lot. So it's it was great. I loved it. I mean, man, to call out Rick the Raddus, which like I said, I didn't know that was gonna happen. And then he's like, no, 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 you gotta get to me. But in order to get to me, you gotta do a tag match, pal. I'm like, well. Really? Really? You're 3-0. and Ben's been in this business for like five, year, five, six, seven years. How long have you been here, Rick? You've been here for 15 minutes. You know? You're calling the shots? No, you're not. No, you're not. No, no, no. Ben is the boss, statement for a reason, punk. But, yeah, he was great. He was great. I was so happy. I was like, oh, my God, I want more of this. I want more team action because he was yelling the, where's the bounce? Where's the bounce? Like, I loved it. I love it. Welcome back Team Action. I miss you. I didn't know how much you know you don't realize how much you miss somebody until, you know, until you get a moment like this. It's like, man, I miss this.
2: Well, listen, so, let's yeah. let- Let's get into their match So round, yeah. round, round 1 ends 22-20 3 perfect rounds on the board Guy Bateman and Raddus all getting perfect 11th and Lomas to his credit getting 9 unfortunately missing the first question, the evil dead horror question. Um, action as they always do, like to play from behind in round 2, defer and the reckoning spin away from 2010s and they get the Rocky franchise. They go 3 uh, three of 5 for 6 points. They give off 2 possible 2 points steals to Action but Action can only pull one of them knowing the that Carmine appeared in Rocky 5. Action then with their little double spin, which I thought was just fantastic. it's just an exhibition of character work throughout the whole uh, entertainment, character work, anything you want. And of course, they're going to get Tom Cruise. TC legend himself, they go five for five for eight points, uh, building up a six-point lead, now at 32-26. Lomas hits the two-pointer with the answer of The Mummy in remakes reboots, while uh, Raddus gets a few good men with his Tom Cruise three-point answer. And then unfortunately for The Reckoning, they can't get the Denzel five-pointer of Corey being uh, Denzel's son in Fences the answer they waged was that uh, he got game 32, 31 to team action not only does it really ramp up next week's match now between Radis and Bateman, which we'll get into but I think it, it was a funny kind of post-match interview, it was kind of sort of open-ended, whether they were going to continue on, I feel like it was a one and done just for the, the purpose of the challenge against Radis. but I suppose I'm, it, it feels like an obvious question, I presume you guys want a team action to keep going, yeah?
1: Yeah, obviously. I want to see more of the suits. I want to see more of Andrew Guy's zingers throwing his opponent. Like when he said the very first question, and Brother Loomis says, saw four. Saw four? Saw four. Like Andrew Guy is just throwing the disrespect, the shade. And I'm like, yeah, that is an easy question. Petey Alvarez, his directorial debut, Evil Dead. Come on. Like that is, to me, that's easy street. And for Brother Loomis and Andrew Guy just throwing that zinger at, I love that. I love that. So. I say more. Give us more. Where's the belts? I want it. Honestly, at this point, I would not mind somewhere down the line seeing team action take on Shazam for those tag team belts.
0: Yeah, no, I gotta agree here about all of that. Real quick, I do want to say to the other people in that matchup. Obviously, you have Ben Bateman, a former champion, and I, and he's always a main event mainstay. You have Rick Raddis, and you have Brother Lomas, who are great, great competitors for the Finstock Exchange, and everybody on this stage is doing some work. You've got zingers firing off from every single one of the competitors. The people on the desk are on point, but let's face it, we all know what this is when we're watching it. This is the Drew Guy Show. And if you didn't know that, like Ryan said, the moment that first question missed came out, you knew it was the Drew Guy Show because nobody else was gonna steal the spotlight from him in this matchup. I love team action being back. These guys are not just great performers. They're not just great movie trivia minds. These guys know the strategy of the game. Keith, you and I have talked so many times about uses of your challenges, uses of your repeats, the way that you have to approach this match to get the numbers that you need to win. This is something that was pioneered by Ben Bateman and Drew Guy was there from the beginning. Drew Guy has teamed up with some of the greatest trivia competitors in the movie Trivia Schmodown, as a tag team. Think about some of the names he stood next to. Drew McQueenie, Ethan Irwin, and of course, Ben Bateman himself. If you ask me that question, Keith, and you say, after watching a matchup like this, a performance like this, out of two competitors who can absolutely run not just the match, but the stage itself, who can make all the fans love them and hate them in equal measure, then my answer to you, do I want to see more of team action, is simply, where's the belts?
2: That's fair enough. I think, to jump off what you're saying, I think it was the best, um, how can I put this, This match was probably the best example of a character, strong character driven match while still holding up with the trivia. Because, like, let's be honest, I almost think that the story coming out of this is Radisson Lomas because we knew that Guy and Bakeman are so good together. We knew that there was a chemistry there. But to see the digital element of Radisson Lomas come through now in studio and back it up with answers and, like, with with respect to their five pointer saying he got game was a pretty solid guess i thought all things considered for the Denzel question so like and this we're going to get into it like next week's main event is not cut and dry as far as i'm concerned and i think to me anyway Radisson and Lomas are, are the big story coming out of this but i don't know if i want to see team action continue i think this was lovely to get a kind of like a a call back to the old times but I just love Guy on the desk more than I like him answering questions. But that's just my own opinion. Um, but I think, listen, Radisson Lomas, I'd like to see them again. Um, I could see them against Plot Twist. I could see them maybe against Harley and his new partner or something coming up down the line. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's more kind of story here in, in Radisson Lomas. But that's just my own opinion. No, I
1: mean, look, I, I've never seen Loomis play a match ever. I've never seen him play. So to see him play in this match and to see him hold his own as well as Rick Raddis, as much as I despise you two sick people and that pathetic excuse for a faction, the Finstock Exchange, get out of here. But I, I'll give him credit. They held in there, man. It was, it was a very close match. 32-31 is a final score. That's nothing to sneeze at. It's nothing to sneeze at. So listen, Loomis, Raddis, I despise you sick people. But, I, but you did well in this game. So I'll give you a little bit, just a little bit of respect. But at the end of the day, this was the team action hour. This was the team action glory. This was the team action welcome back Sunny Jim show. It really was. Because Andrew Guy must have had three Red Bulls before coming out on set. He's crawling all over the desk. He's he's doing something weird to the desk. He's licking things. He's going behind the curtain. He's going behind the television set to see if there are answers back there, whatever you're doing. it. It was it was crazy. It was wild. the announcers were trying to figure out what is going like they were just trying to keep themselves in check because Ken Knapsack and Mark Ellis were thinking, are we ever gonna get through this match? It's it's great. I love it. I love it. This is Christian promised us a season nine reboot. Well, this reboot is insane with people coming out of retirement, people coming back, new partnerships are being formed, new factions are being formed, new faction managers are losing their minds and trying to find the next sandwich for next week's show. I mean, people are losing People are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I don't care. I love it. I love every minute of it. And I cannot wait to see what happens next week. If, if Rick Raddus goes up against Ben Baby in a singles match. Who, Nelson. That's going to be fun. Bottom line, it's a great time to be a nerd. It's a great time to be a movie fan. It's a great time to be a trivia fan of any way, shape, or form. Because the showdown is, it's everything. It's, it's the best thing going today in sports entertainment. Do you agree,
0: Joe? Well, I mean, you know, I have to agree. It has been an incredibly exciting start to this season so far. We've got some very interesting things that can happen moving into the future. All these people who are unconnected at the moment, the faction, some great competitors. And- Keith, I will give you that point. It is hard to escape the charismatic kind of supernova that is team action, but their opponents did play a pretty great match this time. Lots of points up on the board, lots of correct answers. Lomas and Raddus, not pushovers, nothing to be looked past, and I do not think Ben Bateman is the kind of competitor who will be looking past Raddus moving into the next week. But overall, this entire matchup, I think, was pretty – I don't know what the word is, Something serendipitous the way it all came together because you had some great personalities on those tables. You had some great questions coming at them. And really, you couldn't have asked for more out of this matchup. Yes, I'm giving a lot of credit to Ben Bateman and Andrew Guy, but nobody is slacking when it comes to the Schmodown so far this season. Everybody's giving their A game. They're stepping up and making sure that the entertainment is there, that the drive is there, and that most importantly, because this is – challenge show it's a competition show that that drive to win is there in the competitors you know these people take this seriously and nobody less seriously than Andrew Guy so it's good to have him back thank you Andrew for a great performance on this matchup but everybody else doing a great job and I can't wait to see where some of these people land as the season rolls out will we see them in factions or will there be a lot more free agents this year
2: Yeah, definitely. I think, listen, now is the perfect time to take a look at next week's main event in depth and give our views on it.
1: Well, Rick Raddis says, if you want me, you got to beat me in a tags match. Well, guess what? Team Action did it and they did it pretty well, even though it was a very close matchup. So that means we are going to get Ben the Boss Bateman going one-on-one with Rick the Rager Radis, the so-called best 3-0 and player that's ever been in the MTS. Uh, hardly, I will correction. Marisol, Adam Collins, whole bunch of other competitors I could probably name right now that are way better when they were at 3-0, blah, 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 than you. Yeah, check your facts there, pal. But yeah, Ben the Boss Bateman, Rick the Rager Radis, main event, Friday Night Titans. I cannot wait. Every week is just building and building and building more and more and more. So I'm excited. Keith, what do you think is going to happen in this matchup?
2: I mean, Ryan, you couldn't go one week without making some sort of corruption reference. No, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Um, I listen, I on the face of this, you think Bateman should win? You think that Bateman is more experienced? You think that Bateman is used to this main event spot? Radish showed something this week in that team's match. He went toe to toe, got a perfect round first time in sex, sorry, second time in studio. My apologies. Um, really showed up to play, and I think. That I'm leaning towards Radis. The more I think about it, because he's getting more and more comfortable on that stage. And it, listen, it, it's essentially a measuring contest between these two. There's no two ways of describing it. But listen, as much as it pains me to say, as a member of uh, the Action Army, I think Radis is going to take this.
1: Ooh. Wow! Wow! Surprises abound, not just in the MTS this season, but here in the studio of this week
0: in the showdown, maybe
1: Yeah. So, Andrew, what's going to happen between uh, the boss and the rager? Who do you think's got it?
0: So glad you asked me this question, Ryan, because I, again, as always, have a few thoughts about this surprise, folks. I know you're shocked. We've got two good competitors who we've just seen go up against each other, neither one giving too much in the matchup that they just had either. As you said, Keith, when we were talking about it, very close match in the team's match. Could be and probably will be a very close match when they face off in singles. And you're right to say that Ben Bateman has the experience. He has the knowledge. He has the championship time put in. He's been in those matches. He's worn a belt. He knows what it takes, what it feels like, and how you have to play that matchup. You have to give him an edge because of that. And Ben Bateman is, let's face it, one of the great strategic minds of the Schmodown. He pioneered some of the methods that people are still using to this day to compete in this league. And is he off his game? Perhaps he's lost a step. No, because, you know, when he was looking for a partner, everybody in the Schmodown had to be calling him and begging him and saying, Ben, let me be your partner. I want to be part of this. And he made the correct decision and chose Andrew Guy. The thing is, when this match happens, I think Ben the Boss Bateman's experience is truly And this is not hyperbole. I'm not saying this just because I like him as a competitor or I think that he's a great heel. I'm saying I think his experience and his strategy will potentially win him the day. And if not, he'll call his old buddy Drew, who will hit hit, hit Radice in the back with a steel chair, and then it's not going to matter anyway. Rick, the rager, Raddus, going to put up a good fight. But official prediction from this side, from the elk, is Ben, the boss, Bateman, is the boss. He takes it down, takes that CEO position, and moves forward, smooth sailing into perhaps one of his best seasons yet.
1: Hmm. Interesting thoughts. Interesting thoughts. Yeah, for me personally, yeah, I, there's no question. Ben, the boss, is going to win this big time. Radis will put up a good fight. But at the end of the day, ben, you know, Ben has way more experience than this kid. He knows how to mess with your mind with the mind games and throwing zingers at you during matches and you know waiting till the very last second to answer the question you know waiting till three two one uh, the answer is so and so. Ben, I'm a little tired of that. I'll be honest with you, but at the same time, it's a good mind game to play with your opponents when waiting till the count of one or zero to answer the question. So I'll let it slide because you're going up against someone I despise and he's the heel in this match. And for you, you're the hero. You're the babyface in my opinion. So yeah. Boss Man's going to take it. Radis can take his uh, whatever that thing is that he drinks from, that flask that he drinks from, and the $20 bathrobe at the Walmart aisle. Get it out of here. I don't want to see it again. So Boss, Ben Man, you're going to win this. That's my thoughts on this,
2: Keith. Strong, Mm -hmm. strong thought. I think, listen, it is going to be an exciting main event, no question about it. And I think that there's there's so many different layers to it. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, like round two is going to be – I think they're going to try and psyche each other out like but we know that Ben is mad to go down these rabbit holes of, of categories on the wheel like we know the Tyler Perry play for so many years like I've no like I wouldn't be surprised if Raddus pulled something similar back at him. but uh it's going to be exciting one way or another but uh listen Elk, I think we we've, we've said all we can say for one another week
0: try to see us out all right well folks it's been a pleasure being here as always to join each and every one of you and talk a little bit about the schmodown a sport that we all love what lessons have we learned this week we have learned that you always 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 go with a drew when you need to get the job done Good choice, Ben. We learned, of course, that next week we will have a rematch between two of the tag team competitors, Ben the Boss Bateman and Rick the Rager Raddus. And myself, just earlier this week, I learned from Keith that if you guys who are watching hit like, subscribe, all that stuff, sometimes it's nice for us. So feel free to go ahead and do that. I'm looking forward to everything coming up in the Shmona, as I've said so many times. But of course, most of all, first in my mind is going to be that rematch with Ben the Boss Bateman, Rick the Rager Raddus. And the faction scene is shaking up. Should be some exciting news coming back at you in the next few weeks. We're going to be back to talk about all of it. Before we get out of here, real quick, I'll just say, if you want to see me on Twitter, you can, at Andrew. And my co-hosts are, of course, also on a lot of the social media. They're doing a lot of great things. First, a big shout out to the man in the background making us all look good, at Chris Barnes underscore UK on Twitter for CB, our super producer. Ryan, what are you doing online and where can people check it out?
1: It's a very good question. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RyanRPM5. And I also just created a link tree. So my link tree is, is linked in my bio, on my Twitter, and in my Instagram feed. So you can go to that link. You can find out more about my projects, whether it's anti I quote this show or any other show that I'm doing, things like that. I'll be adding other links as we go throughout the course of the year. But, hey, I'm an adult now, folks. I created a link tree, got new business cards and everything. And look, I wear my movie trivia showdown shirt for today's show. I dress appropriately for each and every occasion whenever I'm on camera in front of you. A lovely audience member so thanks for having me i cannot wait to talk about everything that went down on friday night titans
0: with a little bit of shade towards our wardrobe choices ryan of course one of our hardest working con- contributors here at this week in the shmota he's doing tons of stuff and i do encourage you everybody to check out everything that ryan is doing and support him because we are fans of everything you do ryan keith killed of course also available keith what's going on and where should people check you out
2: Uh, At GeekLuff89 on Twitter and Instagram, drunk tweeting, sending pictures from rugby stadiums, the usual sort of lark. Um, But listen, always a pleasure to be here with you guys. Always a pleasure talking with Shmodown. And uh, listen, let's bring on the rage, as Rick says.
0: That's right. They, we will bring on the Rage. Thank you one more time, folks, for joining us here today. If you've had a good time, hopefully we'll see you again soon. And we will be back next week as we find out, will the Rager reign or will it be big time for the boss? A big rematch with those two and no doubt a whole lot more of developments to break down, to tell you all about, to give you the stats, the figures, and a whole lot of opinion from at least a couple of us. Folks, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time when we break down everything that's happening this week in the Schmodown.